Okay, so welcome to episode four of Healthy, Comfortable, Happy. Great to be back with you this week uh, and uh, hope you're all enjoying the episode so far. We're on a heck of a journey, SAS James. We are. It's exciting. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, as am I. So today, what are we talking about today, SAS? We are going to, well, the teacher in us feels that we need to do a little bit of a, an introduction to what we have found well-being to be. Uh, we've done a little bit of research. Uh, we've listened to, uh, well, numerous podcasts and just sort of got an idea of what at the moment, where we're at in our personal journeys, how we sort of look at what well-being is to us. Um, and we kind of just want to share that. So looking at the term well-being a little bit more today, um, yeah, which should be which should be interesting. Yeah, so this absolutely. is yeah, this is the teacher in us, isn't it? It is it's like the start of a lesson. Like yeah. people, our teacher friends are going to be cringing at that, but um, <laughs> we do think it's important. And and I think before we get started and get our teeth into it a little bit more, uh, I think it's really important that Sass and I quite clearly state at the start that we're not professing to be uh, leading experts in the field of well-being. That's far from the case. We have got a significant amount of educational experience, i.e. working with both obviously adults as parents and as teachers, but also, you know, lots of young people ranging from three all the way through to 18, 19 years of age. Mm. And that's where our interest in the subject, plus our life journeys, as you've discovered in the last couple of episodes, have found out, uh, kind of stem from. Sass and I will always make every effort to be as well researched as we possibly can uh we're obviously educators and that's incredibly important to us you know we don't not want to do what we preach to our students to do so before we speak on a topic we will always try to ensure that we're as well researched and as well educated on it as possible however there is also you know an open challenge there really to our listeners in that if you want to raise a point or uh, highlight anything that we said. We're an open book. We're always willing to learn, always willing to discuss points uh, where we can. Obviously, time allowance, you know, Sass and I are both in full-time jobs, et cetera. But nevertheless, um, we really want to, once again, open it up to the community to enhance everybody's understanding and experience of well-being and, and to make, hopefully, our listeners and us better people in a, in a number of different ways. So we just want to put that in as kind of a bit of a claim at the start or to kind of cover ourselves a little bit. We're not professing to be leaders in the world of well-being. We are far from that, but we have got an opinion and, you know, we will try to be as well researched as we possibly can. 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure. Um, I, If you remember back uh, to the introduction session in episode one, I very briefly uh, gave you the Oxford English Dictionary definition of the term well-being. So I'll just read that out again. And this is the basis and hence the name of the podcast. This is where it came from. Uh, and it was the real starting point of Sass and I kind of looking into well-being as a potential theme for our podcast. So well-being, as defined by the Oxford English Dictionary, is the state of being or doing well in life. Happy, healthy, or prosperous condition, moral or physical welfare, 
and in brackets, of a person or community. B, satisfactory condition of a thing. So even in that very brief definition, you can see that it covers a whole range of aspects. The key words yeah. there, doing well in life. I mean, that's so open to interpretation, it's untrue. Uh, happy, what does the term happy mean? Like it's going to vary significantly between one person and the next. Healthy, what does that mean? You know, and if you start comparing and thinking about those terms in, in a much deeper, uh, meaningful way, you know, you could potentially go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I never yeah. get an answer, I think. But I think hopefully through the healthy, comfortable, happy podcast, we will look to address some of those and, and consider how we could uh, expand upon them, make them uh, easier to understand, and ultimately give hints and tips about how people can look at that bigger whole picture of the term well-being. Sass, I know you've gone away and, and done a, a fair amount of reading around it. So do you want to kind of discuss what you found and, and your understanding? Yeah. So um, as Neil has said, there is like the basic concept of these three key words. Um, but what actually does that include? So um, a little bit of the research that I've done has said um, there's three things that we can take into consideration when thinking about well-being the first one is how satisfied are you with your life as a whole okay it's quite I mean it's a biggie it's a biggie to start with right yeah. <laughs> how satisfied are you with your life as a whole um so that's one thing to think about um what is your sense of purpose in life and again that is something that you know you might be able to answer super quickly or actually when you think about it, what is your purpose? What do you really feel is your pull in life? What do you think you're naturally drawn to? And the last one, which I think everyone has struggled with in this last year, is how in control do you feel? Okay. And I think that particular one will have had an impact on everyone's well-being because Let's be honest, we haven't been in control of certain aspects of our life this last year. Um, we have been restricted with um, where we can go, how we move um, in regards to sort of geographically. We've been told who we are allowed to see face to face, who, you know, and that control can uh, has been a struggle. I mean, I have struggled with the lack of connection with friends and family. Um, so I think you've got to therefore find something to balance out that lack of control there. So that's, that is what one place that I've looked at has, has discussed to, to get a really strong outlook on your well-being. How satisfied are you with your life as a whole? What is your sense of purpose? And how in control do you feel? So then the definition, there's like a more in-depth look that goes, well-being can be understood as how people feel and how they function both on a personal and a social level, and then how they evaluate their lives as a whole. So it's just another description. It's just another way of looking at it. 
But then, you know, how do we actually look at this and say, well, well, my well-being is is this. And, you know, do you put it on a scale? Do you do you give it a number? Do you rate it? Does it get put into a box and a category? Um, you know, can we measure our well-being? Right. There's lots of different things. And then if, if you can measure it, can you support people? How do we support people to improve it? And that's what I found really interesting in some of my research is looking at those different concepts and then actually thinking, well, how do we work out someone's well-being? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it might differ on a day to day basis. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, we can we can look at it like I think well-being is affected by external conditions. So things that are outside, so like our income, um, your housing or your social uh, situation. But then there's also internal resources that we have. So we've got our um, our self-esteem, which is something that, you know, Neil, I think you'll agree in the education system. I have seen young people's self-esteem just really drop like as I've gone on in teaching there seems to be a lot less self-esteem with these youngsters who have the world ahead of them they're all able in their own ways yet they lack self-esteem for mm. some reason or another and that is something that we've found very interesting to like how how can we help how can we support them how can we guide them how can we boost these young people's self-esteem? Because it is, therefore, affecting their well-being, right? And then, you know, you've got resilience, which is such a key word, mm. because I think we've had to learn how to be resilient over this last year. But we resilience is that concept of um, that bouncing back. That's how we've always described it in schools, isn't it? The bounce back. You know, something might knock you down, but it's not the thing that knocks you down that's going to define you. It's how you're going to come back from it. Yeah. Where are you going to go? What route are you going to take? And these are all life skills that I feel really passionate about needs to be um, taught, explained, uh, guided, supported all through education. But, you know, we can educate not only the students, we could help educate parents who might be struggling with it we want to be able to educate other staff who are struggling, but just you know it's just massive sort of where where you can go with it so um yeah these are all factors that affect our well-being I mean it's massive when you start like unpicking it you're like okay this is huge why have we yeah. started talking about it yeah I mean I think uh from a podcast perspective I think Obviously, we're going to have a number of episodes and what Sass and I will aim to do is to kind of cover the various numerous aspects of well-being in a number of different ways, because I think variety, the variety of well-being problems or issues or solutions are so wide in their contexts that I think we'd be, uh, uh, I don't know what the term is, stupid maybe to try and <laughs> think that we're going to cover, like even in those first three areas that you just mentioned, how satisfied are you with your life as it is? What is your sense of purpose? 
Mm. How in control are you of your life? Just those three questions alone, you could take any one of them and have, I don't know, 20 different episodes discussing one of those questions and you still probably wouldn't have an answer. So I think that's what the really interesting aspect of this podcast will be is, you know, where we take the journey uh, and look into obviously tie it in with the title of our podcast. You know, those three key terms that we've kind of identified Mm. healthy, comfortable, happy. Uh, Our listeners will probably be sick to the back teeth of hearing those three by the time they've listened to everything. But nevertheless, I think it is about looking at those as individuals as well. I think you mentioned, the, you know, once again, everything you've mentioned so far, just in the first 12, seven minutes that you've been talking, uh, has all got different episodes within them, you know, self-esteem in young people. Wow. I mean, that's just a huge topic with social media, the impact that that has their social yeah. lives, their, the pressure to keep up with pace of fashion. I don't know, X, Y, and Z, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So I think what's, what is really interesting and the reason why we kind of wanted to do this introduction to well-being session is that we wanted to highlight to you as a listener is that interpret the definition of well-being and prioritize your understanding of it to suit you. Mm-hmm. I think it's potentially unrealistic for anybody to say, oh, well, I'm super happy with my life as it is right now. Uh, what's my sense of perfect? I know all that. Like, yeah, I've got that nailed down. And mm-hmm. I am my income. Yeah, oh, I smashed that out of the water. So I think everybody will have ebbs and flows in each in answering each one of those questions. And that's okay. Yeah. That That is really okay. And I think that's another thing we need to reassure our listeners about is that, you know, life's a journey. And, and I think a big part of it is kind of rolling with the punches a little bit, but learning from it and then moving on to the next bit and saying, right, I really like doing that. I don't really like doing that, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, you just, you know, in, as I said, in that first seven minutes, <laughs> hopefully showed our listeners the kind of worms that were potentially opening by starting this podcast. But nevertheless, they're all important aspects of what we need to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you can literally just put the word well-being in to any search engine and it just comes up with loads of different things. Um, but they do all like work around similar mm-hmm. concepts obviously yep. um the one thing that i did find really interesting is one thing that i did mention is you know can you measure someone's well-being and it can be really subjective right yeah so can you can you do it so i really wanted to look into that a little bit more and there is actually a scale that is used it's called the warwick edinburgh mental well-being scale right And you've got 14 questions that you have to answer and you rate them one to five. And you base it over the last two weeks of your life. So the idea is that it's not just done on one day because everyone has a good day. You might have a bad day, might have a mediocre day. So you've got to think about the last two weeks of your life and you think, right, on average, how would I rate whatever the question is. And then you get um, a score of between 14 and 70. Um, and the higher your score, the the better, the more positive your well-being is. So 
I think it's a really interesting concept that actually we can measure it potentially. Um, and it's something that, you know, feel free as readers to go out there, have a little look at, you know, the questions are there. You don't necessarily have to go and, um, you know, do it all too officially or anything, but you could just, maybe some of the questions could be quite uh, thought provoking for you to work out where you would put yourself on those scales. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that someone has work is working out how, how to give a guide on it. And I think they're doing that because they want to know then how to support that individual. Right. So if there's certain areas, if there's certain questions where people are scoring themselves low, then you could address that and you could show support in that area. So it could be, um, you know, something to do with their self-esteem it could be um you know how, how loved are they feeling mm. do they feel cheerful um but then it could also be you know how much the sort of more physical do they feel energetic um so it's really interesting the different types of questions that they that they tie in with that so yeah i i i haven't done it myself maybe i'm too scared to do it myself mm. i'm not sure maybe. but you know um and is it something you can just jump online and do? Like, is is it? I think like you've got. I think you've got to you you sign up for it. Right. Um, but you can. The questions are there. Okay. Um, for you to have a little look at. But if you want to do it officially with the whole support side of it, I think you've got to go through it. Um, okay. Through the right channel. Quite- yeah. yeah, I think, and I, I've just literally, you may have heard me type and I just typed it in the Google and it pops up straight away. So that is nice. there. I think it's a really good starting point. I think for those 14 base questions, even if you just had yeah. to think about it or, you know, as I said, rate yourself out of five, you know, you don't need, you know, the kind of feedback to tell you that it will just prompt your thinking about your well-being. Mm-hmm. And remember, as I said, it, it encourages you to reflect on the last two weeks of your life. I think what's really important about that is it's a snapshot of where you are in the last two weeks. So, you know, if you did it again at the end of or middle of August, when you've just come back from a week in wherever in the sun, nice. well, as long as we can travel, of course, with all the COVID restrictions, uh, but nevertheless, you know, or if you've been down in Cornwall on your family holiday for a week and you've had a great week and then come back, you're going to be in a, in a different wellbeing space than you may be in the middle of November when it's wet and cold and you're fed up. So I think that's really important as well, but you know, you could potentially uh, structure that. So, you know, you do it at various points in the year and just see where you are. I think, yeah checking in on yourself like that is something that we don't do enough as human beings um i had a discussion today about um personal growth someone you know i asked them how much personal growth do you do you know in general and and i think taking time to reflect on a variety of different aspects whether it's well-being maybe it's to do with your professional work I think reflection time is super important and we don't allow enough for us to do that. I've just spoken to you, Sas. So, I mean, I've left, I'm not in a school at the moment. I left um, my last role in July, 2020 and returned from the Middle East back, back home to Wales. Um, Sas normally times in with Wales at that point. Wales, yes. Um, and I'm working as an educational consultant at the moment. So I'm getting used to being self-employed and running my own calendar. And it's a different ball game considering I've, I've worked in schools for the last 15 years of my life. 
Um, nevertheless, though, I've booked out the week, first week of May to concentrate on being reflective. Where am I nine months into my self-employment journey? I'm going to, mm. you know, tick off what I've done well, what I haven't done so well, what I want to improve on, where am I going in the next six months, et cetera, mm. et cetera, because I really now value that as part of my well-being. Yes, that's professional, but also, you know, I'll be looking at things like, you know, where Zoe and I are with regards to our personal life. Are we happy? Are we mm-hmm. healthy? Are we comfortable? You know, so yes. all of those things are, are really important. So I think just by talking about the uh, Warwick Edinburgh scale, I didn't even write that down, Sass, I remembered it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think if anything, you know, use it as a start point to... Um, Use it as a start point to start that conversation with yourself or with a partner, with a friend. You know, Mm. it it doesn't have to be you on your own. Um, And, you know, certainly, as I mentioned in my last, you know, episode three, when I was talking, you know, a bit about myself, you know, reaching out and talking to people is is a huge help as well. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Thanks for highlighting that. I think that's that's really, really uh, a really, really important point to get people started on their well-being journey. Yeah. I think it is really like you just said reflection is something that maybe we we don't do because it might feel quite self-indulgent right just thinking about ourselves Absolutely. where we are what we're doing whether we're happy it doesn't feel natural sometimes to do that one question I was going to ask you because you are self-employed right mm. as teachers we run our lives by a bell mm. We are told by a bell where to be, you know, we're we're timetabled what to do and where to, you know, when we're teaching. And um, so therefore, how in control do you feel? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, yeah, you're right. Um, I've effectively run all my, my whole life has been run by a bell. If you think, you know, I've been in, I was in nursery, obviously too, too young to remember. I can't remember being in nursery, but um, you know, primary school, secondary school, university uh yeah straight out of university into teaching so yeah. i've literally lived my whole life uh by a bell uh, which is quite by sad a bell, when, by a timetable right yeah, when you think to about it in a certain place at a certain time and now you're running your schedule and you've just told me i am blocking out two weeks yeah. you're taking control and you're telling people no no sorry i'm not doing anything then yeah. i'm it, it, it has been liberating in a lot of ways uh, I, mm. on the flip side of that I do quite miss having that regimented time so I knew that mm. I only had an hour free lesson to do emails or I don't know yeah. whatever I'm doing as a head of the department for example that I I always find I found that kind of regimented structure quite um, it enabled me to structure my days and my time yeah. however coming out the ben- the real benefits of being self-employed and, and not is that I can go out for a coffee in the afternoon or on Friday I went out for an hour walk around around my town because it was a wonderful day and I wanted to get out and get some fresh air and I didn't have any, Amazing. you know, I have, I've got work to do, but I do it in the evening um, and there's no pressure. So, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I would say how control in control of my life I am, it's like 100%. Um, whereas maybe in school it was probably... Yeah, less than 50, I guess, because you are in control of what you're doing in your free time, but your yeah. free time is controlled. 
So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. weird. It's a, ref- it's a yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because even there must be so many people who, in teaching who will still say they feel totally in control because they're they're choosing to do that career. They want that. They like yeah. that structure. Like you said, you like that structure. Also, next birthday present, I'll buy you a bell just so you can have it. Amazing. <laughs> Little, yeah. Um, um, the other thing I found really interesting is that we have already discussed uh, through our journey of the podcast, um, we would like to try and find some useful um, hints or, or uh, you know, ideas that we can actually put in place, right, to yeah. help promote our positive well-being. So I'm just going to go through two websites uh, that I looked at, and they have exactly the same top five things that you can do. So the first one's the NHS, and they describe it as the five steps to mental well-being. Number one, connect with other people. Number two, be physically active. Number three, learn new skills. Number four, give to others, so acts of kindness. And number five, pay attention to your present moment. Mm. Okay, so that's that's the NHS, and they're talking about their their mental um, well-being and how you can improve it. Now, the other um, place that I went to is one of um, a charity that I feel really passionate about, and that's Mind Charity. Um, I think they're great. And their five, they've kind of broken it down even more, is give, learn, take notice, be active, and connect. So they're the exact same things, right? This idea of connecting with other people, something that we've struggled with. I mean, we've lived our life on Zoom. There's been like a lot of Zoom quizzes, a lot of Zoom parties. um, And that's how we've all connected, particularly over the last year. And being active being physically active definitely has a link with um your well-being um that's that's been found out learn learning new skills how many people out there listening right now have in the last year attempted to learn a new skill okay have you attempted to learn a new skill mr thomas have you attempted to learn a new skill who hasn't tried to make a banana bread in the last 12 months exactly what i was going to say i've made banana bread <laughs> right i mean so amazing good example it's a good example though yeah yeah um you know giving to others acts of kindness how many people have done stuff for their community around them in this last year picked yeah. up shopping for someone because they couldn't go out um left something on the doorstep we, just to cheer them up yeah just more being more aware right? Yeah. yeah, which is amazing. And seeing um, like young people do that and like they bring proactive, they want to go out and do it. It's been very evident, which has been lovely to see. And then that thing of taking notice, being present. And that's the that's your like your mindfulness moment, which I think some people find really hard. I find hard to be present and mindful you know one of the challenges I set one of my um sixth form groups was I said okay my this is your mindful challenge for today when we were in lockdown and we we're teaching over zoom be present whilst brushing your teeth and they literally looked at me the few that did have their cameras on as though I was I'd lost it right 
I'm like, no, just really think about brushing every single tooth. Like think about what you're doing, the action of brushing your teeth and try not to think about anything else. And for three minutes, just be really mindful and in the moment. Right. So anyone out there tonight? Yeah, do it. Three minute challenge. Yeah. Game on, right? Yeah. Game on. Who can do it? That's that's my challenge for you as well, Mr. Thomas. You've got to see it. But you know, I think if we just like choose one or two of those things, little things, maybe we can, you know, improve our well being. Yeah. A little it, it so it reminds me of the once again, and what Sat and I will also try to do is link in anything that we'd listen to so that you can listen to as well. Mm. So uh, Johnny Wilkinson um, talks on the High Performance Learning Podcast, which is uh, High Performance Learning, High Performance Podcast uh, with Jake Humphreys and Damien Hughes uh, about, uh, bearing in mind he's a World Cup winner, uh, being present in every moment and doing everything to the best of your ability at that time and place. So if he's washing the dishes, you're you're concentrating on that. You're in that moment. That's the most important thing in your life at that particular time. Uh, yes. When you're with Seen your kids. Plates ever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you're with your kids, you're with that in that moment right then. That's the only thing you think about. Concentrate on that and be in the best you can in that situation. Um, I am also- guilty of regularly maybe having my phone in one hand the girls there mm-hmm. something going on there yeah you're right uh, that is- i think i think that's natural i think that's that's mm-hmm. okay but yeah i thought it, that was a really interesting point in that mm-hmm. um knowing johnny wilkinson i'm mm-hmm. sure that he takes it to extreme because i think that's the type of person he is just from books yeah. and then all the rest of it that i've read about him um but yeah, I think it's a really valuable point. And I spoke to a friend the other day, and I'm sure this has been a case for a lot of parents across the country or across the world, um, in that he was really busy. Uh, and the, the kids are off on Easter holidays in the last couple of weeks, and he was really busy and he had to get something sorted. And the kids were like, Dad, can you get, uh, play rugby out the back or whatever the case was? He's like, no, no, I've got to do it later. And then he stopped and he was like, no. Put his stuff down, walked out. I went and played rugby because he wanted to be in that moment. They were on yeah. Easter holidays. He had that valuable time with them. Take it, my sister. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I think those five points raised by both the NHS and Mind, mm. um, they are the same for a reason. I think they're very, very valuable yeah. points. Yeah, and talking about you know listening, uh, listening to sort of podcasts and you know other people speak. I have to say. It's weird because today I decided to pop on one of Fern Cotton's Happy Place podcasts and listen to um, Dr. Rongan. And uh, he was he was amazing. Right. He was really, really interesting. And I would totally recommend listening to it. But just to give you a very quick overview, he just talks about doing a small change every day that only takes like five minutes. 10 if you want but he talks about the idea of small change little but daily right being doing something that is achievable and he talks about this motivation wave which I love so when you set that challenge make sure the challenge can be achieved at the bottom of the wave when you've got the lowest motivation Mm. not when you're at the top and you're like yeah I'm gonna go out and like 
run, run five, yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to run it five times a week. You're not sure that's super when you're like highly motivated, but you want to be able to do something um, when you're at your lowest. Yeah, mm. when you're at your lowest motivation. And he talks about this concept of the three M's. So mindfulness or movement or mindset. So can you do all of them or can you do one of them? And he he really enjoys like doing it in the morning. So you set yourself up for the day um, and have a moment of sort of calmness or self-love. And, you know, with the mindfulness, you can do meditation or breath work or use an app that I think you've talked about before. You've got Headspace yeah. and Calm um, or movement. You know, if you love yoga, just do a quick sun salutation, like in your pajamas by the side of the bed, you know, or or have a dance, put the radio on and dance to your favorite song with your kids first thing in the morning. Um, and this idea of a mindset of just what do you love? So something like I love to dance. So that would put me in a really good mindset in the beginning of the morning. If we all got up and, you know, wake up, it's a beautiful morning. And like all dancing around yeah, in our yeah, pajamas. Um, you know, we could do that every morning. It's small, it's achievable. Um, and it might just help us with the day um and so yeah i really felt like that was a really uh a really powerful um podcast to listen to particularly knowing that we were going to be recording this evening so yes i think you know there's a lot isn't there there's a lot and i'm excited that this is merely the start of our journey yeah absolutely and, and I, um I, I think that's a really those three m's uh, uh, a, a key takeaway i guess that maybe we'll leave today's episode on i think yes let's do it um you know if you can do something mindful um whether that's two minutes breathing mine the other day when i went for my walk so i've got my exercising as well but um i go to a, a local coffee shop it's run by a local charity so they sell coffee that's mm-hmm. how they raise the money to provide counseling for various groups uh, i walked there got the coffee came outside the sun was shining and I, I i must have looked a little bit weird but i just stood there in the sun for two minutes like with my eyes shut holding my coffee nice and warm in my hand and just chilled out i must wow. have looked proper weird but nevertheless it was just like a nice moment like it was just gorgeous so yeah remind us what the three m's were again okay so um the three m's that dr rongan said was mindfulness yep movement movement and mindset nice yeah so the mindset is doing something that you love yeah love it Mm. mindfulness movement mindset i tell you what my memory's shocking mindset they're the three m's that we're going to leave everybody with so Mm. that rounds up today's episode thank you for listening we will leave some notes uh in the bottom uh, of the podcast notes for you to have a look at um we'll type in the keywords that we kind of use so the warwick edinburgh scale for example uh, so that you can follow that up in your own time please feel free to comment add your ratings to the podcast and we will see you next time on the healthy comfortable happy podcast all the best Bye-bye. thank you very much bye everybody